My name is Jacob Kazan, and you're listening to episode 68 of Who's on Top. Oh, yeah, Jacob. This is episode 68 of Who's on Top, and it is Wednesday, July 14th, 2021. And it's episode 68 of Who's on Top. Already said that. All right. And I'm your new host for today, and it's starting off smoothly. Roar and start with our new host here. I know. We got our, you know, usual segment coming. Oh, I got to introduce the regulars. I see I'm not, I'm not built for this, but it's okay. I want to try it. First up. We got the fencing captain, Jeremy Giles. Hello. Yes, as always at your service. Next up, we got MLB, the show enthusiast, Jacob Kasdan. What's up, guys? Let's talk some sports. Didn't think that was going to be me, but okay. Yeah, I thought that was going to be me. Oh, sorry. The last I heard was you talking about MLB, the show. But Dan's also MLB, the show enthusiast. But I got a different thing for you. And finally is the tank top sexy man, Daniel Fox. No, I know you must be looking at a mirror. Because oh. you are the tank top Thanks, sexy King. man. But let's get her going. Let's All right, let's going. get into it now. Oh, and I'm Alice Gordon. Uh, you know me by now. But let's get into Our it. Russian We're machine. Gonna start with, yeah, the Russian machine. That's some like to call me. All right, but let's get into it. I like to start off with some tip-off. And first, it's nighttime, so let's do a little snooze with some baseball roundup. MLB roundup, yes. The last two days. Arguably the greatest on the baseball calendar, except besides the postseason. Even Jeremy tuned on the old uh, home run derby for a little bit. Um, I did. That was I, won by I, I all, the, all the talk. I'm just saying I watched the first four. You know, I watched the first four matchups. When it got to the semis, I just couldn't take it. It was too much baseball, you know. Like, <laughs> I, had, I had my limit. I had my limit. I tried so hard. But when Shoya Tani left, I just I couldn't do it anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, as Jeremy spoiled it for me, um, all the talk going in was for Shoya Otani has 33 home runs at the All-Star break. Um, but he was upset in the first round by the childish Bambino, Juan Soto. Daniel, Soto the Daniel, Dan, say his real name, his real nickname. He ain't the childish what? Bambino. He's baby Jesus on this podcast. You got to get oh, with it. Sorry, sorry. But the star of the night was Pete Alonzo. This man he knows how to win. He was bobbing his head up and down while kids were dying in the outfield, tearing ACLs. He loved every second of it. Um, it was pretty much easy at 35 in the first round. And then the next two rounds, it was he was the second competitor, so he got done with like a minute left. He knows how to win derbies, hopefully next year. It was a good group of hitters, it I was. think. It was a great group, better. yeah. Also, one thing I think is super funny about Alonzo winning, is in his two yeah. home run derby wins, He's made more money than his yeah. and then his actual years of playing in the yeah. MLB. Yeah, they're doing him dirty. But yeah, next year it's going to be in LA. Tati said he might do it. Uh, hopefully, see Otani again. Um, and speaking of Otani, uh, he became the first pitch player ever to bat leadoff, play DH, and start an All Star game. So then we might never see again. I mean, he's just so good. He didn't have the greatest. He went over two at the plate, but he threw a scoreless inning. Um, but just the fact that he's doing all that. Uh, is incredible. And on to some regular season news. The Cubs, we thought they might be in contention, but they lost 11 straight. Now it looks like they could be selling Chris Bryant, Craig Kimbrell, Anthony Rizzo, some interesting names that could be on the block. And then finally, we had the MLB draft a month later than usual. Going first to the Pittsburgh Pirates was Henry Davis, the catcher out of Louisville. Um, second was Jack Leiter, the son of Hall of Fame pitcher Al Leiter. And then dropping a fourth, to the Boston Red Sox, the first place Boston Red Sox was Mauricio Meyer, a 6'3 left-handed hitting shortstop out of California. Comps to Corey Seager and Brandon Crawford. I'll take that. Um, but, yeah, just an exciting week of baseball. And 
somehow the All-Star game for the first time ever, it's colliding with the NBA Finals. So, Jacob, tell us about what's going on between the Suns and the Bucks. Before Jacob does, I had a few questions for you, Dan. Is it true that the AL won eight years in a row? Yes. Yes. The AL – the All-Star game is so streaky. Like, from 70 to, like, 95, the NL won every game. And then from 95 to 2010, the AL won literally every game. And the NL won a couple, and now the AL has won eight straight. It's just weird. It's not like the AL has better players. I don't think anybody will argue that. No, it's just- yeah, it's weird. That is very weird. And my other thing I wanted to say was just shout out to um, shout out to Salvador Perez who had a great first round, but nobody cared because yeah. Pete Alonso just was nobody great. cared. Yeah. They were literally talking to Alonso. Oh, oh, let me say this about the All Star and Jacob. I saw Jacob tweeting him, tweeting about this home run derby coverage. Let's get let's get yeah. it going. Really bad. The, back, yeah, the, balls the highlight was and uh, Eduardo Perez sounded like they're in a coffee shop. Get Chris Berman back, back, yeah. back, 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 and we need some excitement. This is the this is what people tune in for. You get guys like Jeremy, and you're boring him. We need and to see runs are landing, and we need some excitement up in here. We need to see the distance. Crying. It's to the to the point. I know we texted this in our like kind of guys chat. So I also played here too. Is that when they uh, they started the home run derby, I'm going to be honest, I thought they were still warming up. I thought, you know, they're hearing some well, warm That's just you, well, not knowing that's how you. That's, not you. That's, that's not you. totally you. I will no, say this, though. Like, I'm just saying, like, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't, like, any music, you know, there wasn't, like, any hype to well, it. They need to hit, they need to focus. Well, why I'll just say this. I'll say this. Pete Alonso, and one of my new favorite players behind Juan Soto that's not a Yankee player. I mean, dude's just such a brick. Like, you hear him talk, he just repeated the same sentence for, like, a four-minute <laughs> period. Kid's such a brick, but, hey, he mashes. So, yeah, that's all I had for Dan. So, as of now, game four is underway. Suns are up, leading two to one. Some insane performances from Giannis, as expected, back-to-back 40 and 10 games. Brooke Lopez surprisingly popping off. Middleton popping off. And, obviously, for the Suns, you'd expect their big three of D-Book. Jacob, Jacob, the Bucks are up 35-33. Are we calling it? Nah. Okay. Almost, though. But, uh, yeah, as I was saying, the Suns got D-Book, Aiton, and uh, CP3. They're turning up this, this season this season and series so far. But, yeah, Danny said, Bucks up. Oh, now it's 36-33. Oh, call it. It's minutes, 20 seconds left. I don't know. It might it's be over. over. But uh, over. <laughs> seems to be a must-win game for the Bucks. They don't want to go down 3-1. I know it's come, they, people have come back before, but uh, you don't want to go down 3-1 any time. But uh, hopefully, either I want the Suns to win because I want to see them take take home the ring. But uh, the Bucks could totally keep the series competitive with a win tonight. And uh, this has been a very enjoyable NBA Finals, in my opinion. And I don't think anyone else would argue. And uh, yeah, so that is it for the NBA Finals. Now let's go on to UFC 264, where there was some uh, big injury news with Ellis. Yeah, it was a um. It was, a, it was an interesting, like, week because you had all the big sports like baseball. Well, in America, the top four sports like baseball going on. But you also had UFC and soccer popping off the week as well. Um, let's start it off Yay. with UFC 264. Um, Sean O'Malley gets a win over Chris Matinho after hammering him for three rounds. It wasn't the most exciting event. It was sacked up. Greg Hardy, for NFL fans, got his <laughs> knocked out. For those who are interested, it wasn't, again, not a good fight. And Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, who was on a five-fight win streak, um, lost to Gilbert Burns, which, you know, the winner is probably going to face the, is going to, is in contention for the title shot. But um, it was a good fight. It wasn't anything spectacular. Probably the best fight of the night. And finally, what you're all waiting to hear, Poirier versus McGregor 3 to settle it all. And honestly, ended very disappointing. 
McGregor lost on a doctor stoppage. He um fell on his broke his tibia. Um, stepping back, Poirier claims it was from a kick he checked that broke his leg, but McGregor doesn't. You can't honestly. Doctors have been analyzing it with those kind of things. You can't really tell. Regardless, he broke his tibia. Um, the first round went to Poirier. Definitely. Poirier, I wouldn't say he's dominating, but he was winning comfortably up until the point. McGregor got his shots in. McGregor looked much better than the second fight, first than the second fight. So you got to see him that. I think we're all underestimating Poirier, but um, just disappointing to see after five minutes a fighter go down because of the injury and the whole thing be over, especially like Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor being Conor McGregor calls out Poirier on the ground with his like ear bleeding and his leg half snapped off, says, your wife is in me DMs, you f- as McGregor does, um, which was not very classy, but oh, he's good entertainment. And I'm a little sad because I think a lot of the lust that McGregor had has come off. Um, they, they, they say there's going to be a fourth fight because you can't end like that. We'll see. McGregor just, first off, Poi is great. He's a top 10 fighter in the world. But McGregor just doesn't seem like his usual self and thus his amazing trash talk doesn't hit the same. And, you know, there's a lot of McGregor haters. I personally like him because I find him very entertaining, but sad, just a disappointing card altogether. And moving on from that, let's move on to the most popular sport in the world, soccer. And there we had the Euro finals for the champions of Europe. And the champions of Europe was the Azzurri, Italy. It was coming to Rome, not coming to home. England, Italy had a great finals matchup after England beat um, Denmark 2-1 and Italy beat Spain on penalties 1-1. And uh, England struck first in the second minute. No doubt with Luke Shaw, the left back, only his third goal of all time, which was pretty crazy. Um, Dan, you can insert your joke. Uh, I thought he was gonna say joke about wow, it's a lot of goals, but um, oh, what? sorry, talking about soccer, I got bored. Okay, yeah, so Luke Shaw made it one nothing, but Leonardo Bonucci made it one one. The first open play goal England let up all tournament, first and goal per- in general since the uh, and then from there it went to penalty kicks, um, after some close shots. and. Listen, we got to address the penalty kicks. First off, random tidbit, but almost the exact identical penalty kick shoot-off that England and Italy had in the semifinals in 2008, which is really, really, really weird coincidence because all the penalties went to the same spot, the same numbers missed. Really weird. But other than that, England looked to have it. Um, They're up 2-1. And then all the three youngsters, Rashford, Man United player Sancho, and Saka, Rashford hit post, missed. Sancho got saved by Dunarama and finally Donnarama. And finally, after Jorginho, the best penalty taker in the world, somehow missed for Italy. England was back in it, but Saka, the 19-year-old, missed the shot. And Italy was from there, Italy won. And Italy, congrats to the Azzurri, congrats to England, unfortunate for England, but they had a great tournament. And it's really disheartening to see the pure racism racism shown to these young boys on um on all social media platforms, I mean, Rashford's 23, Sancho's 21, Saka's 19. I mean, he's my, he's our age. He's literally our age, getting called monkey and uh, the N-word, everything. Really gross to see. But then on the flip side, really nice to see the community, Rashford's, I've been following the Rashford story because, you know, he's a Man United player. The community came out and was with him. They His, his um mural got defaced in his hometown and they covered it with flowers and good messages and repainted it. So that's really nice to see, and it's really nice to see support from them after the horrific racism. But Ellis, oh, yeah, real quick, not the only racist thing seen in the media this week. Stephen A. Smith. Oh, you can talk about that. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about. It. I just want to mention it. Some terrible statements about Shohei Otani. Yeah. and the Nigerian uh, basketball team after they beat Team USA in, a, in an hey. exhibition match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. That was awful. Bad. So not Wait, great is, week for sports he, and racism. What did he, what did he say? Like, all Stephen A. Smith or the fans of Italy? About Otani? 
Stephen A. Smith. I, I've heard about the Italy stuff. About Otani, he basically said, like, it's bad to have, like, the face of baseball be someone who needs a translator to talk to the media. Oh, my God. And I'm sorry, I got I was watching the game, by the way, great game for the Euro finals. I know this is not that important and doesn't tip off, but you got to feel for it. 19-year-old kid taking a penalty, one penalty kick, he should score for the whole entire tournament. Literally at least 30 million people watching at home and stuff. So uh, the pressure must be unbelievable. Yeah. So really sad to see that. Uh, so finally, the soccer news. We got the transfers. It is transfer season in soccer. It is the summer. And um, a little quiet. It's the early window. Sancho going to Man United for $70 million. Gian Luigi Donnarumma, go the best goalie, maybe top five goalie in the world now, only 22, going to Paris Saint-Germain for free because he couldn't go on wages. And there's been some rumors that they're going to get um, – Man United are going to get Kamavinga. And other than that, there's really nothing that much. Those are the three real players that are of interest. Oh, and Rui Patricio went to AS Roma. That is the only four players yet, but there's going to be much, much more. Yeah, so that was – um. That was all the transfer roundup. More to come in the coming summer as August and late July hit. Now, Jeremy, let's get spicy. Now that my dog has been tamed, let's start with some let's get spicy. So today we're talking let's get spicy. I feel like the only way to do it is just this past week I've had a little bit of an addiction. I don't know if you guys have heard of Love Island. It's like a reality TV show. Basically put a bunch of incredibly attractive people, you know, lacking a little bit in IQ sometimes, you know, aren't necessarily the nicest people. But basically, put them all on an island together and see who who. Oh, and great no, show! Great show! Love it's very, it. very. It's reality TV. Very entertaining. I've loved it. So you know, I thought with that, this amazing show, highly recommend. We could play a little game. They have new men and women coming in all the time. Whenever a new person comes in, you know, they take someone that's already coupled up on a date, right? So the question is always, was their head turned? So you know, I thought it would be fun to play a game. Will the head be turned in sports? Both with some and. So I was thinking, we have the NBA offseason coming up. You know, we could do it with some NBA free agents and some NBA teams. You know what? I think first I'd like to start with a few teams. So let's start out with Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers. Do we think the Trailblazers' heads are going to be turned? Are they going to trade him? Are they going to keep him? Oh, I get the game now. I think they're going to trade him. I don't know who. I don't think it's going to be the Knicks. But I do think Damian Lillard will not be playing for Portland next year. I think he stays. I think he stays. Uh, I think he goes. I think with the questions surrounding Ben Simmons, um, which I don't know if that's next for you, but I think um, Damian Lillard is just such a high commodity. You don't get this guy, a guy like him on the trade market that often. So I think some team's going to fight and go get him. Yeah, you know, I think I, I, I kind of agree. He's fallen a little out of love a little bit, you know. They tried this. They tried this for a while. This is like a situation with a guy, Mike and Leanne, you know. Leanne tried it with Mike for a while, but she just couldn't do it. Then Mike kicked her off the show, which is kind of what's going to happen with Damian Lillard if he leaves. Anyway, so next up on the trading is, as Dan predicted, Ben Simmons. So is are the 76ers, are they going to stay coupled up or are they going to kick him off the island? He gone. I disagree. I think he's going to stay. I also think he's going to stay. I think he's going to develop they really he's going to develop that jump shot uh or at least some something resembling a jump shot this summer and they're going to run it back one last time i mean they were the one seed right so how can you blow up a one seed i think you just got to add to it look if you have dan coming in you're not keeping ben simmons i'll tell you that much maybe damian Lillard is going somewhere other than the 76ers <laughs> yeah lastly I, i've got a i go text that's what they that's what they always say when the new boys and girls come in i thought i thought we got it added in so my last my last person is andrew wiggins 
So Andrew Wiggins, I think, is someone that he hasn't quite been as good as we expect. Do we think he's going to be traded, or the Warriors, are they going to keep their couple? Are they going to look for someone They're else? They're keeping him. Why no. Andrew Wiggins? He has, so no, he has, like, no value. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins has no value as a massive contract. They have to keep him. Or, or they'll just, like, ship him out for peanuts. But, like, they're, they're going to keep him. Like, buy him out. Peanuts! Peanuts! All right, next. So now, you know, we've been we've been taking it on the team side a little bit. I think it's time, you know, in these if we're going to do the decoupling, it's only fair that we get some of the player options, too. I think first up, the big finals, man, Chris Paul. Do we think he's signed to stay, or is he going to try to test his luck elsewhere? He's testing his luck. He wants money. He's getting he's getting three years, hundred million somewhere else. I don't know. I think I think he stays. I think yeah. the Suns win. He goes pulls a Kawhi, trying to get one last big contract, and maybe the Suns can give it to him because uh, they can offer more money than anybody else. But will they with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton soon going to need big contracts? So I think he leaves. And with Cameron Payne for that matter, who's been playing pretty decent. And by the way, I found out from Colin Coward, Cameron Payne's nickname is Campaign, which I think is just such an amazing nickname. Why? It just Why? fits. Yeah, because the name's Cameron Payne, so of course it fits. Anyway, I yeah, I think I don't know. I don't think his head will be turned. I think he's got a good thing going. I don't think he'd break it up where he finally gets success. But next up is the man himself, Kawhi. Do we think Kawhi's staying or I mean clearly I think he's, he didn't I really think need he's it. Staying. Yeah, uh, no one wants to offer him a new contract with that uh, ACL. It's only partially torn, though, but yeah. Most still. Yeah. And I guess the last player, not quite as big star as others, but that could be interesting. What are we feeling about Kyle Lowry? You know, he's been with the Raptors for quite a while. They kind of – they love him down I there. I think he goes. Down there in the, in the Canada he land. Goes. He goes. Mm, he goes. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, I think he stays. I think he'll he's, – he's the kind of guy who's a Raptor for life. I mean, he was on the Rockets first, but yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like David Ortiz. I know. Sort of. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. Everybody. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't compare. I didn't just compare Kyle Lowry to David Ortiz. Yes, and that is concludes our section of will the heads be turned and our recoupling of the night. I hope you all enjoyed. And again, I highly recommend watching it. If you ever have an hour of your life and you're like, I want to waste it, please watch Love Island. It's a great waste of time. You know, I didn't get the section at first. The that's spicy this week, but I got him. I like this week. Yeah. Good job, Jeremy. Always yeah. just. Pull something out of his brain that's just beautiful. Weird, but beautiful. All right, let's move on to some MLB midseason recap. What's going on, Fox and Jacob? Let's carry this segment. How are the Yankees doing? How are the Red Sox? Surprises, disappointments. Acuna, rip that. So, let, yeah, let's first kick it off with give us some surprises, Jacob and Dan. My surprise are the two teams with the two best records in baseball. The San Francisco Giants and the Boston Red Sox. Start off the Giants. I mean, everyone overlooked them with the Padres and the Dodgers, but they found the fountain of youth with Buster Posey, Evan Longoria, Brandon Crawford having career seasons, and they've hit on all their free agent starting uh, pitchers, whether it be Kevin Gossman or Alex Wood or Anthony DiScofani. And you know, you keep expecting them to fall off, but they're six up on the Padres and a huge lead with for at least a playoff spot. So with half a season gone, you got to say they're one of the big surprises. And of course, my boys from Boston, I told you they play competitive baseball. Look up, they have the best record in the AL. Um, Bounce back season from J.D. Martinez, Devers and Bogars returning to 2019 form. And this bullpen led by former Yankees, Adam Adovino and Garrett Whitlock. Uh, they just called up top prospect, Jaron Duran. So things are looking good for uh, the Red Sox. So Jacob, what do you have for surprise? Yeah, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take two players. One from uh one from the Orioles, one from the Cubs. 
I'll start off with my surprise. I think Dan knows who I'm talking about here. Uh, Cedric Mullins for the Orioles. Having an unreal season, hitting 315, 16 steals, 35 RBI, 16 homers, and 50 runs scored. Just one of the best center fielders in the game right now. I believe he was snubbed from the All-Star game, right, Danny? No, he made it. He made he it. He made it. Did he start? He All was right. originally stubbed, snubbed from the Let's starting lineup. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Cedric Mullins, my, my surprise of the year, kind of came out of nowhere. I haven't heard his name before this year or the end of last year, but uh, he's done a great job this season. And my disappointment, said in the Cubs, I think Dan knows who it is. First baseman, Anthony Rizzo, having a pretty bad year compared to what he's expected to have. Hitting 240, only 10 homers, only 30 RBI. And uh, overall, this Cubs team has just been disappointing with so much star power there. I mean, their pitching is obviously not the greatest, but uh, their bullpen's good. The back end of the bullpen, they got Javi Baez, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, uh, Wilson Contreras. They got a good lineup. But uh, Anthony Rizzo has just been very disappointing this year. I think that's a big reason the Cubs are struggling so much. I'm going to go with another disappointing team this time in the AL Central. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Twins. They won the division last year, 100 wins in 2019, but they've fallen apart after the Byron Bucks injury. I mean, Josh Johnson is – and Nelson Cruz are really their only good hitters. Mitch Garver, Orin Polanco, Miguel Sano, they're just not up to what they were in 2019. Neither is Max Kepler. And then the rotation is as bad as it gets. Kitamayeno was a Cy Young contender. He's an ERA near five. Jay Happy has an ERA near six. They're going to be sellers, and it looks like their contending window is over. And then just the injuries, man. No one likes to see injuries. I bet even Jacob, you know, who said some pretty harsh things, has never wished injury on anybody. Maybe he has. Yeah, never, no. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the fact that Mike Trout's out for six weeks, um, Acuna's been out is towards ACL, Byron Buxton was having a career year, MVP year, and he's out. Just as DeGrom's been on and off the, uh, you know, missing a couple – taken out of a couple starts with injuries. So it's just disappointing to see uh, with the shortened season last year, injuries have been up. I think the best part about baseball, before I say my surprises and disappointments, is that for some reason, maybe Dan knows why, I don't really know, but you get a lot of surprises. Like players that you never heard of starting to break, maybe just because how it's so mental, the game. So if you're hot, you're hot. But yeah, there's always a bunch of new players you never heard of raking every year. But my surprises are going to go to the pitching side, not the hitting side. And it's going to be two pitching cores, and it's the Brewers and Mariners, who um, both are pitching, having great seasons pitching. Mariners went from league-worst ERA, dropped it by two. I think they're at 3.2 now. Um, and the Mar- Brewers might have the best pitching staff in all of the MLB. At least they're pitching like it with Corbin Burns um, leading the way. So those are my surprises. My disappointments have to do with some teams who are wasting great, great talent. Let's start with the Reds. Castellanos Winker, the best one to punch the league, and they're just faltering. And let's bring it back to the Angels. I know they don't have the best team, especially pitching-wise, but they're wasting Walsh. I know Trout's injured, but wasting Walsh and Otani's unbelievable season. It could also be a surprise, Otani, but yeah, which is really, really, really disappointing to me. Aaron Walsh, another surprise. Yeah, well, I said that, but Mm. I want to see the I want to see the Otani and I want to see the show in the playoffs. But it's not looking like that the way the Angels are playing, which is unfortunate. But yeah, those are my surprises. And disappointment. For now, we've had a we've had a half season full of perspective. We we gave our predictions at the beginning of the season who our MVP Cy Young rookie of the year. But now that we got more time, Jacob, Dan, what do we think? All right, uh, MVPs. I'll start off with that. Uh, AL is actually kind of tricky. I think. Uh, I think it's I think it's it's, it's definitely between Otani and Vladdy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's if it's got to go to Shohei at this point in the season just because he's doing both leading league in home runs and RBI and his pitching stats are crazy. Uh, in the NL, 
I'm going to go Tatis on this one. First player in a long time to lead the league, lead his respective league in steals and homers. But uh, DeGrom definitely, definitely a close contender for, for, for MVP. Uh, Cy Young, I'll give it to DeGrom in the NL. Having an unreal season, has, some, has had some injury problems, but regardless, having a crazy, ridiculous season. In the AL, it's a... It's it's not an expected guy. I'm gonna go Lance Lynn of the White Sox. Has a sub two e, sub two ERA. I'm pretty sure 31 walks to 105 strikeouts. Yeah, 199 ERA, 1.04 WHIP. Having an unreal season. And he's the only AL starter with a sub two ERA, which is uh something else. But some second place people: Kyle Gibson, Carlos Rodon. Maybe throw Garrett Cole in there, but uh, probably not at this point with the way he's been performing. Next up, Rookie of the Year. Uh, NL, actually I'll go AL first. I think AL has got to be Alex Garcia of uh, the Rangers. 22 homers, hitting 270, having a great year, came out of nowhere. Also, Jared Walsh could be a contender in the AL. For the NL, uh, not as much star power, but I think you got to give it to uh, Trevor Rogers, the submarine pitcher on the Marlins. No, he's not submarine. No, that's, 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 that's the guy on the Giants. That's the guy on the Giants. Yeah, Trevor Rogers, starting pitcher for the Marlins. Got the top team affinity card, 98 overall team affinity. Oh, card. yeah. Oh, team affinity. Great ERA, one whip, 122 strikeouts, 34 walks, having an unreal year. But uh, yeah, those are all my predictions for the awards. Uh, Danny, what you got? Yeah, I think we're in lockstep here for a lot of them. Um, I'm going Otani. I don't really think it's that close. Um, just, you know, do you think if even hitting, if just hitting, Fox, even, even if Vlad wins triple crown, you still think Otani wins it? Well, we'll get there when we get there, but Otani's up in home runs right now. Yeah. And the fact that he's been an above that more over an above average pitcher, he's been a dominant pitcher. Yeah. So him in the AL and I agree yeah. with you, Tatis in the NL, it's his show now, uh, homers and steals. He's, you know, top two player in baseball. Then for Sion, I think we all agreed to Grom in the NL. And AL Sion is definitely the toughest of the categories, but I'm going to give it to Kyle Gibson, yep. Lance Lynn, and uh, Lance Lynn and Carlos Rodon, the other two white uh, contenders, like top contenders in my mind, have both missed time for injuries. Gibson's taking the ball every fifth day. He's leading the – he's second in the AL and ERA. You think Gibson's um, getting traded? What? You think he's getting yeah, traded? Yeah, he gets traded. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. That'll be interesting. I can't remember the last time a Cy Young Award winner has Rated. switched teams midseason. I'm trying to think. There's one recently, I feel like. Anyway, um, and then for Rookie of the Year, I'm going to go with Adolis Garcia for the Texas Rangers. I, he's all-star, fifth in the AL in home runs, uh, six in RBIs. Uh, he's having a great season. It's a lot of Rangers here for yeah. a bad team. In the NL, I agree with you. Um, he's been dominant for the Marlins, clear top rookie in the NL. And a World Series prediction, Danny, who you got? I have the Houston Astros. I think their offense is at levels even greater than 17 and 19. I know you're loving that, uh, Jacob. And their pitching staff, they've got a lot of great young pitchers. We'll see if they can get Verlander back at the end for a postseason run. That would make them really scary. And then the NL, I still got the Dodgers. I mean, they've been up and down with bats, you know, having a bit of, bit of a down season. Uh, obviously, what happened with Trevor Bauer. But even with that, they're still the second-best record in the NL. They haven't even really gotten going yet. So I have Dodgers-Astros again. Yeah, so I was going to agree with you. But for the podcast's sake, I will I will switch it up. I'm going to take mm, mm, Red Sox-Dodgers. Really? You're picking the Red Sox? What? You're picking the Red Sox and I'm not? Wow, my, my top choice is the Astros, but just podcast sake, like. All right, I would have thought you picked the White Sox over that with that. Or the White Sox, there's two. White Sox are too injured. 
Yeah, I don't think the Red Sox have the pitching depth to shut down the Astros. I'm worried about, yeah. And they've played terrible against the Astros this season. But yeah, Ellis, back to you. Those are our baseball predictions at midseason. Jeremy's yawning, so let's go. I want to be a little headstrong here. I picked the Padres at the beginning of the season. I'll stick with them. Um, I know they're behind the Dodgers and Giants right now, but I think they have a good second half of the season. Uh, they might get wild card, but I'll still stick with them for now. And then I'll, I'll Dodgers in my second. Um, Red Sox, I think if they get... I don't know if they're in contention for Kyle Gibson, but if they get a starting, let's say an all-star starting caliber pitcher at the trade deadline. Oh, they got Chris Sale. Chris Sale's their guy. You cannot say that. I was going to mention Chris Sale. I don't believe, I don't trust Chris Sale will be back to his full self when he comes back, Um, at least not for a bit. He might be good. Even 80% 80 Chris Sale is as good as anybody, any pitcher you could get. I'm still going to say, I think they need one more pitcher, one more all-star caliber arm, and I'll pick them for the World Series. Um, but for now, I'll stick with the Astros. But with the contention, if they trade for a pitcher, they will. I think they'll Red Sox will win the World Series. Now let us move on to Jacob's Twitter game, right? Yep. Yeah, Jacob's Twitter game. Oh my, my favorite God. Let's part go. of the podcast where I go through some garbage. I went dumpster diving a couple hours ago. Uh, I was looking for some some scraps in the old garbage can, like a raccoon, and I found some stuff. So let's get into it. All right. So first, Jacob famously said that, um, you know, sometimes he likes a lot of random things. And we're like, Jacob, why are you liking this? And it's because he finds it, quote, unquote, interesting. So which of the following did Jacob find, quote, unquote, interesting this month? A, a random uncaptioned picture of Damian Lillard by No Context Knicks. B, Alvin Kamara saying, my young boys, take care of your mental for real. Or this tweet that said, Orbit the Astros mascot just got booed mercilessly by the crowd here. By far the biggest reaction to any of the mascot intros. I've liked all of those. Or D, all of them. Yeah. Oh, D, yeah, D, definitely. I remember all those tweets. (laughs) All right. This one's good. All right. Jacob replied to a tweet from Delia Enriquez. You see, you are totally wrong. That's what he replied. How many more interactions did she receive on her tweet than he did on his? Guess. Oh, a thousand more because she's verified. Two thousand. Uh, I'd say three thousand. One thousand five hundred eighty-five, or more specifically, one thousand five hundred eighty-five to zero. Nice, Jacob. Nice. All right. Gary Sanchez hit a meaningless home run in a blowout win against the last place Royals. How did Jacob respond? A, nice job, Gary. Now let's not get swept by the Red Sox again. Or B, Daddy Sanchez, El Gary, baby, best catcher in the AL. B. Uh, B. 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 I'm going to be here. Yeah, you're right. Is he the best catcher? No, Perez, Perez, Perez. Forgot about him. All right. In in the last month, Sanchez has been the best catcher. On June 23rd, Jacob tweeted, never lost the faith ever. What did he tweet just one hour earlier? We're losing. (laughs) That's okay. We'll come back. Keep the faith. Or B, completely, completely embarrassing to be fa- a fan of such an organization. That's when we lost to the Royals, with... right? I think that's when we lost to the Royals. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. no, you guys won. You guys won. You guys, you guys oh won. God. Yeah, Gary hit the walk-off home run. Oh, yeah, B. yeah, yeah. B, because Jacob's yeah, mental, ha- mental state yeah. when it comes to the Yankees are so perfect. <laughs> I agree. All right. Aaron Judge got called out on a pitch a couple inches off the zone in the first inning. Did Jacob move on like a normal person or fire off this rapid succession of tweets? A retweet. This umpire should be homeless on the street without a job. A retweet. Umpiring looks to- uh, solid tonight and had a gif of a guy with two eyeballs pointing in opposite directions. 
a retweet. That bottom outside corner to righties is going to suck tonight. Ugh. An actual tweet. Stupid umps. A retweet. That wasn't a strike, but okay. Another retweet. If you were in the 18th percentile calling balls and strikes, maybe you shouldn't be charged with calling balls and strikes. Yeah, the umpire sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but all of that for one call. Yeah. Yes, it was a big call. All right. And a now call. a new part of Jacob's Twitter game. Uh-oh. Here we go. Uh-oh. status tweet of the month. Status tweet of the month. A retweet that said, are the Yankees ruining my life? Yes. Well, I <laughs> to watch yes. <laughs> and that was Jacob's status tweet of the month. Wait, I actually had – I will I like say that. normally when I read Jacob's Twitter, I cringe, but – I'm going to give Jacob a little shout-out because he had one t- tweet that made me laugh out loud. Altuve in a walk-off home run. Where's the Yankees? And Jacob tweets to MLB, where's the tattoo? <laughs> and, my twi- and my Twitter notifications was like, yep, Daniel needs to see that. Daniel that, doesn't that, see that. When I read that, I was cracking up. So, Jacob, that was your tweet of the month. Jacob always uh, makes me thank laugh. You. That was a great, great tweet. That should have gone viral. That was that was a plus. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I felt that as the Yankees fan deep down. All right, yeah. Let's move on to week one. I believe, yeah, week one of our predictions. Dan, our two-time in a row winner, three-time in a row winner. Uh, whatever. I lost count. I think three-time in a row winner. I think he's tied with Jacob. I think him and Jacob have three. Baseball yeah. season, I go off. I have two. Right. Jeremy has one. Yeah. Jim and Jacob have three. I have two. Jeremy has one. So that's hey, the look, look, at, look at this baseball boys yeah. popping off. Yeah, baseball season is killing me and Jeremy out here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> plus, kickers in baseball season really just <laughs> me in the ass. Anyway, Red Sox versus Yankees. Fun fact, me, Jacob, Dan are going to the game. I'm, I'm, going, to two, I'm going to two of the games. Oh, I'm going oh, really? to the game tomorrow. I'm going to the game tomorrow. Oh, really? Oh, really? Thank you, King. Thank you, King, tomorrow, yeah. With who? Oh, really? My parents, yeah. Oh, lucky to see Garrett Cole. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, I'm excited. So yeah, so who wins this one? I think we're all in agreement. Dan, explain why as a, as a fan. Ooh, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Red Sox don't win this one. The Yankees lose this one. Aaron Boone with some terrible oh, managerial man. decisions and he f-ed tough in the. I actually didn't even think we're of this. I just wrote about this podcast. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Red Sox are the better team until the Yankees prove they can beat the Red Sox. I'm not picking them. Sad boy hours, couples in the Rose. Um. All right, yeah, that's pretty much it. Astros versus White Sox. Um, I'm the only one. I'm going to explain why I love the Astros. I'm the only one standing. Um, I think they're the hotter team. They've been playing really good. I picked them to go to the World Series over the White Sox. That was my second team. So might as well just ride my World Series hand into into the after the All-Star break. So give me the Astros. Yeah, the reason I'm going to take the White Sox here, obviously we all know coming right off the All-Star break, Lance Lynn healthy and rested. Rodon healthy and rested. And – uh White Sox pitching rotation just a lot better than the Astros. So that's why I think the White Sox take this series. Ghost of Verlander will come back and beat the White Sox. All right. Uh, um, another one we're in agreement. Dan, explain. Uh, yeah, Indians are one of the league's worst offenses. They're and they're injured. Job. And the Athletics are one of the best pitching staff. So that's just not a great matchup. So I'm going to take the A's. All right, Jeremy. We got three for Brewers, one for Red. Actually, no, Jeremy. Rays versus Braves. Explain to me why you were taking the Rays this week. My favorite part of the podcast. Dude, they got – look at their hitters, bro. They got – Name one. Why, why are names important? Names are subjective. But I know that the Rays hitters are amazing. They, they have pissed you guys off so much. And I know that they've been hot this year. 
And I, you know what? You want me to name a race hitter? I got you. I'll name all the race hitters. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You're not touching this up by chance, are you? No, no. Look at Joey Wendell. What a god. And Rich Hill. Rich Hill's a pitcher. <laughs> That's a pitcher. That's a pitcher. Rich Hill has been smacking the ball this year. Hey, look, the next Shohei Altani. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> He's 42 years old. Good recovery. The 42-year-old white suburban hey. Shohei Otani. 42 years young. Yo, Rich Hill is actually crazy, though. He got arrested at a Patriots game. And last baseball game before we get to the finals. Brewers versus Reds. Um, I'm the, I'll just go for the Brewers and Jacob will explain his Reds. The Brewers have, as I said, the surprise of the year has been the pitching staff. Jacob said that's why the White Sox are going to win. We'll have the same, set, have the same idea for the Brewers. I think their pitching staff is great. Yeah, they have Castellanos, Winker, but the Reds have underperformed. Everyone other than them have really underperformed. So, yeah. Jacob, why Reds? Yeah, so looking at this, I kind of just wrote the Reds in, but uh, I do think they got a shot. My uh, I ripped Danny yeah. off in the trade, and the player I gave him finally coming back from the IL, Sonny Gray. And uh, he was having a great year so far. So hopefully he, he's off to a hot start and they win the first game of the series there. But, uh, yeah, this Reds offense is just very powerful. I know the Brewers pitching is good, but uh, I've got faith in Castellanos and Winker. So uh, there we go. And finally, in a surprise, for me at least, we got a sweep of the NBA Finals right now in recording. It's 2-1 to one Suns. Um, the game, game four is going on right now. And it is... Uh, 59-54 Suns, eight minutes left in the third. Yeah, so I don't know why we all got Sun Sweep, but um, someone just pitch in here. Why we got Suns all? all I, mean, I think I think I they're think... too dominant. I think Giannis is just he's taken too much of the heat for the Bucks, and he's gonna tire out soon. I think the other thing, yeah, I feel like Giannis has really been carrying the Bucks offense a lot, and he's already barely gotten healthy. I think the Suns are just a deeper team. Like right, I feel like with the Bucks outside of Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis, they don't have that much. Brooke Lopez, so, baby. Brooke Lopez, that's true. The Suns have like an entire roster of like talent. Cause like, no, they have like, no, cause no, Paul Booker, Aiden, all really good campaign can always come in. Like, yeah, I no. just feel like, I just feel like overall the Suns just have a stronger roster. And the, the last thing I'd say about that is I think the Bucks definitely can win. Like, for me, it's not a situation where I'm like, oh, the Suns are 100% going to win. I don't think it's a sweep like that. I just think it's more of a sweep like, if we had to pick, it feels silly to pick the Bucks. Not that they can't win. Yeah, so I'm going to take a gut check, as George W. Bush would say, wrongfully, um, and I'm going to pick the Suns. Uh, to quote Lil Uzi Vert, um, now it's my time, and now it's the Suns' time. That's been your week one of predictions. Uh, let's go on to one stat track really quick, because I found this so interesting and I need to share. This is an NBA stat track. Two NBA players, they don't play the same position, but they're both forwards. So you can, you can make of that what you will. Yeah. All right, player A. And they're both role players. Um, they're both not stars. I'll say that. Player A, 11.3 points per game, 7.3 rebounds, 2.1 assists, 50% for 46, 83%, and is a good defender. Player B, 13.9 points per game, 8.7 rebounds, one assist, 54, 35, 83 slash line, and average defender. Who are player A and B? This is, might be my hardest stat track of all time. Uh, are either the are either wait? Can you repeat player B? Yeah, thirteen point nine, eight point seven rebounds, one assist, and fifty four, thirty five, eighty three slash line, and is an average defender. Are either of them? Who's the guy that gets the rebounds on the Lakers? I'm forgetting his name. The one they brought in, Drummond, right? 
He's not a role player. Who Drummond? Uh, yeah, he's kind of no, no, it's not Drummond. Um, but I can see that being Drummond. These are really hard. Like I, I would be shocked to get it. I'll be very impressed. So if you want a clue, I'll give you one. But try first. Uh, Wiggins, maybe. Guess. No. Yeah, guess one, and then guess. Uh, so wait, is it, what's the position? Um, yeah, I'll give you that. Player A plays forward, but I would say he's more of a small forward. Player B, I would say he's more of a power forward. But you know, in the NBA, don't don't let that um don't let that make you. Are either of them on playoff teams? Like. Is it like they're, both, they're both they're both on playoff teams. You're giving, you're giving me the whole NBA here. Like you're giving me hundreds of forwards. Yeah. Sorry, I'll, I'll give you more clues. These are hard, and they're not stars. Both are on playoff teams. Player okay. A's in the West. Player B's in the East. Are either of them in the playoffs still? No. Okay. All right. So you got Hawks. Kevin Herter. No, Herter is more of a guard in my opinion. You know, maybe um, maybe it's a dumb choice, but Blake Griffin. No, I can I can give it to you guys. If you don't. No, no, no. I want more. I want to figure it out. Tell me the team. Tell me yeah. the team. Well, then you'll then it's gonna be really easy. You want me to tell you the team for one or two? Tell us one team. Player A is on the Jazz. Uh, Ingles. No. Other Bogdanovich. Other role for the third one. Favors. That's a that's more of oh. another one. I mean, Gobert's not really a role player, but no, he's a starter. He's um, a good three point shooter. He's a three and D player on the Jazz. Like oh, um, dude, he has an Irish name. Oh, um, wow. How am I? I'm not sure you're referring to. I'm this not is embarrassing to. now. Wait, who are you referring to? Royce O'Neal. Oh. I did not know who he was. Anyway, so that that's similar stats to player B, who won the team. Forward on the East on the Hawks. Oh, so it wasn't the Hawks. It was, but not hey. her. It's not her. Is it Bogdanovich? No. Jacob. What? This you should get. This you should get way more than Royce O'Neal. Don't give it to me. Don't give it to me. The forward on the Hawks. Boy, there's not what? actually four on the Hawks. There's so many. On the Hawks? No, there's yes. not. There's like four. And you already picked one. Not Herner. No, it's not Herner. Not Bogdanovich. There's literally two smart answers you can give here. And I'll respect you for two of them. I'm, I'm blanking. I'm out of basketball mode. Um, don't tell I'm me. not don't sure. Bro. I'm dropping all the sun games. This is supposed to be quick. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I want there's to two forwards that could be posting similar to these stats on the Hawks. got it. Mm. Literally just search up the Hawks roster if you need to. Oh, I can look yeah. at the roster? Well, if you want to, you I can. Really can. Otherwise, this is going to make it. I'm going to know it the second I see it. Yeah, well, so I'm doing it. <laughs> yes, John Collins. But he's oh. not a real player at all, Ellis. He's a starter. He, he's, a bona fide, he's a bona fide all star. As I proved to you, nah, nah. Nah, he's a starter. <laughs> but in my opinion, he's, a, he's, a, he's not. A, all right, so if you say he's a starter, you can't say he's a role player. Point. He's a role player on the team. Point is, no, you can't say that. Yeah, I believe Royce O'Neal kind of starts two some games. Anyway, point is, John Collins and Royce O'Neal similar stats, but one is trying it might get maxed, and the other's getting a minimum. So that's I Royce. I also love Royce O'Neal in two K. He's a great three D player. Do that they really take that long? Do they really think John Collins might get John Collins might get maxed? He's not going to. He's like twenty three years old. What? I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying he's not good, but Max. Yes, he's going to get the Max. I don't so. think he deserves it. I, I I think he's really overrated with the whole point of that. Um. Anyway, this Wax Word of the Week is World Moonrock Throwing Competition. <laughs> All these wacky sports take place in Australia and New Zealand, and I hope I'm not repeating because I don't have a spreadsheet that I keep track, but I don't think we've done this one. It's in Northwest Queensland, Australia, and it's part of the Fossil Festival in Australia because, of course, why not? Moonrocks are new unique stones found in the region, and they, they're the size of a golf ball. 
and they or or one ton. So you obviously can't throw one ton. But even size a golf ball, they're not from the moon, but they're found. But a lot of moon rocks do contain fossils, and they have similar texture and look to rocks studied on the moon. So hence the name moon rocks. Um, and shockingly, you pick a weight to throw in, and you throw it as far as you can, kind of like shock put, but with rocks. And obviously, guys, um, it, anyone can participate. So boys and like like ten year olds will throw the golf sized ones. And like men can like throw like the really, really big ones or women, whatever, um, whoever gender doesn't matter. But, but yeah, so it, they range inside. They're really cool looking. You could search it up. I'll show you a picture of a moon rock right now um, on my computer. Um, yeah, this is a moon rock. So you can see what they look like. They're very cool. Mm. And um, yo, that looks sick. No, no, no. This is drugs. The moon oh, rock. The moon rock. they um, don't look sick. I don't know what you're talking about. I knew they didn't look right. Images. That looks better. <laughs> that looks worse. This is the moon rock. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Not the drugs that we will not be putting in, but this <laughs> is the moon rock. So yeah, that's the moon rock. That is our wax for the week, and let us conclude this pretty long episode. But it was a good one, as all episodes as all episodes are. Thank you for tuning into episode 68. The show always goes on in the summer. Um, or we will be back in like three weeks, hopefully, maybe. I don't know, but yeah, the show goes on in the summer. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast on spot on YouTube at who's on top W H O apostrophe S O N T O P with all the spaces, you know, subscribe and turn on notifications bell, all that stuff with YouTube, a comment if you want. Also subscribe to our podcast at Spotify, Apple podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts, um, you know, subscribe, turn on notifications. So you always know when new episodes are out. They usually come out Saturday, Sunday or Monday. Um, of the week, the beginning of the week for a nice podcast for you. And um, yeah, and anywhere you where you listen, other than Amazon, because Jeffrey Bezos told us no. Um, Instagram, uh, Twitter at what.podcast, W-O-T.P-O-D-C-A-S-T, capital for Twitter, lowercase for Instagram. Um, we in our in, Twitter is run by Fox. You know, he's knowing the podcast is out and good stuff like that. Um, he just posts kind of baseball. So, sometimes. Oh, so how about vaccine? Vaccine out? Jeremy, you and Fox always don't know when that part's coming. It's coming up, Jeremy. Don't worry. Instagram, we got polls. We got like a lot of stuff like that. Face shop is a good time over there. And you can use our link in our bios another way to listen to our podcasts. Um, so yeah, like, subscribe, do all of that. Thank you so much. Is there any other notes? Mm, I don't think so. We're oh, Olympics, coming up. Olympics, coming up. Olympics is coming up. Olympics is coming up. We're gonna have to try and have a debate series coming up. Oh, I forgot in tip off. Djokovic won um and Djokovic won Wimbledon and Barty won um Wimbledon. So congrats to them. Uh good good tournament by Coco Golf. The ever fascinating Coco Golf. Um yeah, in the tennis news. Sorry. That was part of tip off. Um yeah, I don't think there's any other notes. Speak now or forever hold your peace. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope you enjoy it. Stay safe, stay healthy. Drink water, suntan lotion, vaccines out, boys. Yeah, those are all your health notes, yep. Dr. Ellis. Have a good week. Already said that. I think. And, wow. and goodbye. goodbye.